large city and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal, the first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful and a little lonely. Took everything to the cash drawer. Sixty-eight dollars. 
Uh, it sure took you long enough to get around telling me about it. Yeah, he, he tied me up, left me there in the back room, and just now got loose. You've got to go after him, Marshal. That's kind of a tall order, isn't it, trailing a five-hour head start? Well, that don't matter now, because I know who he is. Oh, I thought you said you couldn't see his face. And I couldn't, but I could tell by his voice and his walk and everything about him. It was Clint Doty. Clint Doty? Yeah, he's the homesteader up the river. Yeah, I know him, I know him. I can't believe Clint's the kind who'd do a thing like that. Well, it was him, all right. I'm 100% certain. Well, all right, we'll ride out in the morning and bring him in. In the morning? Well, if it was him, he'd be there. Oh, but Marshal... Look, Jonas, I'm not going to ride 12 miles up that river bottom at midnight with a blizzard coming up for $68. Now, we'll leave in the morning. That's sunup. Shoot it out? I don't think Dodie's the type, Chester. Well, nobody didn't think he was the type to hold up Mr. Jonas, neither. Well, morning, Marshal. Chester. Dodie. How are you, Dodie? Come on in and sit. I, I got some coffee on the stove. Oh, well, we might warm our hands a little bit. Come on, Chester. Yes, sir. <laughs> I reckon Medora can rustle up some eggs inside me to gain that. Well, thanks, Dodie, but we had breakfast before we left Dodge. And you can get warm at least. <laughs> hey, what you trying to do, Marshal? Blow up a storm? That looks that way. It's been snowing since daybreak out here in the river bottoms. And with that wind blowing, it's going to start drifting. I probably will. Well, I'll heat this coffee up a little. Uh, what brings you out this way, Marshal? You, Cody? Me? Well, what do you mean? We're here to arrest you. Take you back in. What for? Armed robbery. Armed robbery? You mean that holdup at the general store? That news seems to travel fast, doesn't it? How'd you know about it? Well, uh, uh... What's the old answer about armed robbery? Oh, you, you know my wife again. Yeah, sure. How are you, Mr. Morning, man. Did I hear you accusing the plant of robbery, Marshal? That's more a matter of Wilbur Jonas accusing him, man. When did this happen, Marshal? Yesterday evening, around 7 o'clock. Clint hasn't been away from this place for two days. Yeah, no, Medora. My wife's word might not stand for much under the circumstances, Medora. Are you calling me a liar? No, Medora, stop that. There's people seeing me in town yesterday evening. And Wilbur Jonas claims he's one of them. Well, the way I heard it, the fellow that held him up was wearing a mask. He's because he recognized your voice. Wilbur Jonas couldn't recognize sour apples if he had a mouth full of them. Well, I guess that'd be something for the judge to decide, man. And you're... You're, you're going to take me into jail? Unless you can prove you were somewhere else at 7 o'clock last night. Well, that might be kind of hard to do, Marshal. And then we better get started. We've got a hard ride ahead of us. Oh, now, wait a minute. I can't go off and leave Medora like this uh, with a storm coming on. Well, maybe one of the neighbors could come over and stay with her. There's none closer than five miles, Marshal, and they all got plenty of troubles of their own this time of year. Uh, I ain't even got enough firewood to put it up to last her more than a day and a half. I was aiming to get some laid in today. I'm sure she's made out before. Oh, well, maybe so, but, but not in her condition. Clean. Condition? What are you talking about? Well, she's going to have a baby, Marshal. 
Mighty hard on a woman having her man took off to jail and not even wood in the house to keep warm. Now, look, Dodie. You know, it wouldn't take no time at all if the three of us were to pitch in together. All right, Dodie, let's get at it. Let me touch it up with a stone. Oh, my gracious, that itch is my cheesy. If you ask me, we've already chopped enough wood to last through this winter and half of that. Stop that, Dodie! That stove eats it up pretty fast. Uh, Tuster's right, Dodie. We've chopped enough. Well, she's got to use some of it to cook with, too, you know. Uh, it's enough here to last so she can make other arrangements. Now, let's pack it into the shed and head back for town before that snow gets any worse. Well, whatever you say, Marshal. Yes, sir. Take along some vittles. I got some nice hot stew ready. Did you say vittles? Now we gotta get started, Madora. It's getting late. Oh, it won't do no harm to eat first. It'll make the trail shorter, Marshal. Well. My! Yes, look at all that firewood. But I'm right obliged to you, man. Uh, you're welcome, Madora. I reckon I'll need every stick of it, too, with this wind driving the snow into the north wall of the cabin. God, dang it, I clean forgot. Forgot what? The chinking. The chicken? No, the chinking. The chinkings all fell out of the north wall of the house. I, oh, I was aiming to fix it today. I got a lot of bark slabs cut laying out back to the barn. Now, look, Dodie. Oh, it's mighty hard on a woman in Medora's condition with the snow and the sleet blowing in on her. Dodie, would, would it be all right if we eat first? your duty to do. You got to take me in and I want you to know there's no hard feelings about it. Oh, sure, darling. And I appreciate the way you both been so decent. Help me get things in shape so my door will be all right here alone. Oh, there ain't many lawmen that take this trouble. Well, she's got enough problems without making it worse for us. Well, let's put the tools away and get started. It's going to be dark before we get to Dodge. Sure, you sure are right about her having plenty of problems, Marshal. In her condition and all. <clears throat> And now, the cattle gone. The cattle gone? Oh, of course, we only had about 20 head, but with me going to prison, maybe, it's, well, it's been enough to see her through, her and the little one. What do you mean, the cattle gone? Well, I had them there in the meadow back of the corral, letting them pick clean what pasture was left. I guess they drifted off. Like well, of course they drifted off. When that storm hit, they turned tail and moved along with the wind. Cattle always do that. Well, I guess it don't matter much, though. Medora couldn't take care of them no how, not in her condition. Well, 
She could if you'd hold them in the corral there next to the barn. All she'd have to do is push the hay out of the loft door. I reckon they drifted down south there about three miles and come up against the bluff. Oh, they'll probably mill around and freeze to death there if the storm keeps up. About three miles, huh? Mm-hmm. I was aiming to go after them, but of course, one man alone wouldn't have had much chance. All right, Dodie, come on. Let's go find your cattle. Good morning, Clint. Good morning, Doc. 
Get any coffee? Oh, I have some in two shakes, Doc. Medora! Will you come out and fix some coffee? Yes, ma'am. What are you doing out here this time of morning, Doc? Oh, the Murdoch baby was acting up. Touched the troop, so I spent the night there. Thought I'd just drop over and say load the dodo as long as I was this close. Well, you could have done that in town. I'm taking him in. You're taking him in? Well, for what? Robbing Jonas General's store the night before last. Robbing the... Now, where'd you get that idea? Jonas claims he recognized him. Wilbur Jonas hasn't got the sense the good Lord gave a gopher. Matt, they caught the fellow had done that. What? That's right. It was some drifter riding through town. He threw a lot of money into a poker game, and the boys got kind of suspicious. And he finally admitted the whole thing. So they borrowed the jail keys from Judge Bent and locked him up until he'd get back. Well, Clint, didn't you tell him? Oh, well, I... Uh, tell me Clint, what? Clint, he couldn't have done it, Matt. He was playing poker at the time with me and Mark Grimmick in the back room of the livery stable. Dodie. Uh, no, Marshal, I, I didn't lie to you. You asked me if I could prove where I was. Uh, I didn't know Doc's word was actual proof. Clint, Dodie, he done that deliberate, Mr. Dillon, letting us think he was guilty just to get us to do all that work for him. And I suppose the story about your wife having a baby. Oh, that's the gospel truth, Marshal. Well, it sure is, Matt. I'll vouch for that. Let me see now. It's about another six months. Let me see. Uh, Around the 1st of July. 1st of July? Yes. Uh, I didn't say when, Marshal. And you didn't ask me. Ain't you going to wish us well, The 1st of July... Oh, help me, Dodie, for two cents. Oh, oh, we might even name him after you, Marshal, if we can't think of nothing else. Oh, help. <laughs> All right. All right, Dodie. Now, how about some of that coffee, huh? by Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. The story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Les Crutchfield, with editorial supervision by John Meston. Featured in the cast were Joseph Kearns, Virginia Gregg, and Ralph Moody. Harley Bear is Chester, Howard McNear is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. This is George Walsh inviting you to join us again next week for another story on Gunsmoke. Get the complete news first on the CBS radio network. CBS Chicago, the 780 spot in your dial, WBBM.